Welcome in the house of fun. Oh, welcome in the house of fun. Uh, uh, welcome to episode 60. <laughs> how, how abruptly are you just going to start all these episodes from now on? <laughs> uh, don't shoot the jingers. I'm your co host, Ted Balloon. Ah, I don't have the shirt. And we're joined here by. Uh, uh, sh- oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, do I come in? What is going on here? That was on me. I'm, I'm going to let the guest go because I'm about to. Uh, who is this guest that we have with us today? This is our dear friend, fraternity brother, confidant, spiritual advisor, and captain positive. I think you're the most positive person I've ever met, Sean Clement. <laughs> this is where we're going to insert, uh, uh, Greg, in post production, can we insert laser noises here? I mean, you do all the audio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean, welcome to the podcast. I am the other co-host on the other side of the world, John Giles, a.k.a. Something magic happens every time you go. Something magic happens with the or magic of Orioles baseball. And the game is close. And the fans are hot, hot. I don't know. There's a thundering roar from 34 to give it all you got. Orioles. I'm just going to do this the rest of the podcast. It's Orioles opening day for spring training right now. Nice. Orioles magic. I'm wearing my Crush City shirt because Chris Davis is going to hit zero home runs this year. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. That is the only thing I'm going to do. Whatever else happens on this podcast is negligible in my eyes. It's Orioles day. Love it. Sean, awesome. Sean, please cut in here with anything. Uh, John is talking to Orioles. Uh, which as a team that is featured heavily in my book, but yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I don't know much about them to be honest. Aside Good. from you know the fact that I've been to what two or three games, and I think every game game that I went to, they lost. So uh, Orioles games, where where do you live that you're able to go to Orioles games? Well, is it is Orioles not in Maryland? Uh yes, yeah, yes. I, the, the world doesn't know where you live. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah. So I currently live in Washington, D.C. Well, really, I live in the suburbs of uh, D.C., uh, but it's easy access to get to the stadium, the Orioles Stadium. Okay, so being in D.C., you're familiar with those clowns in Congress. <laughs> the clowns, the privileged folks who storm in through buildings. I'm familiar with all of it. Those freaking clowns in Congress. We we have, we had some words to say about second gentlemen. Imhoff, he, he might not be everything we that we're everyone's making him out to be, but he's not a clown in Congress. He's just associated. But we'll see. We'll see what it all happens soon. Yeah. How is how is it in D.C. right now? Well, it's not too bad. I was just in D.C. yesterday, actually, and uh, you know, roads are still blocked off. That's for sure. And there are certain points where you can't really access the um, National Mall and what have you, just because of everything that's still going on. Uh, but is the restrictions have loosened just a little bit. So I guess I was unaware that the roads were still like affected. I thought the the riots happened and then kind of things got back to normal relatively soon. It's still an issue. Yes, for, from what I'm understanding, yeah, it's still it's still going on. Like you know, it's not not all the roads are being cut off, but most of them, mainly the ones that are closest to the White House. Um, wow. Yeah, I was totally unaware. Yeah, and and this is definitely secondhand that I'm, you know, that I'm spreading this knowledge. I, it could be definitely false, so I could be spreading fake news. Unbelievable. Who knows? Wait, <laughs> fake news coming out of the D.C. area? Ugh. I know. Clowns. I know. So Dude, talk about hard-hitting political commentary. Good grief. You guys are like fucking hardballers, Chris Matthews. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Wow, those, the roads are closed. Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I'm not affected. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was cutting you off. I was, that was my bad. You're not affected by it because you're in the burbs, right? Because you don't. Because yeah, so, I know where you used to live, Sean, and you need to describe to the people your old place. Oh, gosh. Well, what part of it? I mean, I, from the homelessness that lived on the corner, the drug, it changes in the alleyway. <laughs> you know, the cops 
that's you know coming through flashing flashlights through the windows they're trying to get involved in the drug exchanges that's what they were trying to do i'm telling you apparently uh once again i'm this is secondhand knowledge but (laughs) where i used to live you know there used to be one of the biggest drug deals or drug exchanges areas uh ever in dc history um the guy's in jail apparently now but uh but this maybe about 10 10 or so years ago i mean i've just I've been through it all um, at that place. So, so help me out. Yeah, help me out here, Deshaun. So far, two things have been secondhand information. What do you know firsthand? <laughs> what do I know firsthand? That's a good question. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, that's yeah. I I mean, I know a lot of things firsthand. But once again, since I I moved out of D.C. in May of last year, a lot of it's just news, things that I see on the news or, you know, I was definitely avoiding D.C. when um, when that riot stuff was happening uh, just because I didn't want to be mistaken in any kind of way because of the color of my skin. So I just, you know, I just stayed behind, you know, let let them take care of all the crazy. So it's funny. I've always considered myself to be, I don't know mentally an activist but then once it comes to physically do something i'm like oh good that's that's harder uh and i am the privileged person because of the color you know the color of my skin i should be able to go out there and do that and i'm still terrified of it so i I can't even begin to fathom your thoughts yeah no absolutely i mean i think about when the george floyd stuff just you know happened and that was almost coming up a year i think in one april i if i'm not mistaken um april may and so you know, a lot of people started protesting in D.C. streets, and I'm like, okay, I should be out there part of this movement. But, you know, because of everything that's going on, and it's definitely, it's uh, in, in more severe cases at this point, I'm like, I can't go out there. I really can't go out there and be responsible for other people's action. And what that means for me is, you know, people are storming these troops and doing whatever, and they're getting blasted with gas and getting rubber bullet shot at them or what have you. And I, I was like, you know, I can peacefully protest, but that does not excuse the action of other people. And I do not want to, you know, ha- um, uh, encounter those things. And so I'm like, I'm going to do what I can from my home, call, you know, my senators or what have you, call my representatives and, and just stay home um, and just protest peacefully. Sure. We, uh, we saw, I, I live in Charlotte. And we had um, a good, I think this actually got a decent amount of national attention. At one point during uh, the protests that were happening, we were marching through the streets. I say we, I was not involved. Again, I'm a terrified individual who hides in my basement most of the time. Um, The Charlotte uh, civilians were marching through the streets protesting. And at one point, the cops kind of herded them down an alleyway where another set of cops were on the other end of the alleyway herding another group toward each other. So now the people couldn't go anywhere because they're surrounded by walls and cops on all sides. And then from the tops of parking decks, they're shooting down at them and like launching tear gas down there, launching rubber bullets. And like, it truly was like watching video of it, a terrifying war zone. Um, And it was just a a singular moment in Charlotte where this type of protesting, that type of uh, problematic issues happen literally everywhere. And it's terrifying, man. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's what I'm speaking to. I mean, I can't imagine being trapped in those, in those confines of those yeah. walls and those officers having those things thrown at me when, you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, I'm by the way, sorry for throwing all those things. I didn't know I was going to be hitting anybody. And by the way, can I just point out that this is the first time? OK, we're this is a fucking ridiculous podcast. And then, oh, we have our only black friend is on the show. And now we're going to start getting political. <laughs> I think this is bullshit. I don't talk to about, me. I, I'm, I'm over it, dude. I don't care about any of this stuff and I'm not going to pretend to care just because my friends are here and one of them happens to be black. No, this is why you brought me on this show, Greg. Admit it. And fuck no, dude. I'm, I'm over it. I, you wanted material. You wanted material for your shows. That's exactly what I was kidding. I wanted Greg, I wanted material. I wanted material. I see, I see you, Sean, and I think these are easy, easy clickbaits, man. We are going to get people in listening to this. Y'all this is where we start me. becoming political. We're gonna be we're gonna be headline news nationwide because of this type of hot topic. The headline for this video, this podcast, would be "Black Lives Matter." Okay, so I think the title of our episode is "Black Person <laughs> Think He Can Name Our Episode." 
That's not what, how this works, Deshaun. I, didn't, I, I, you know, I, I apologize. I called you Deshaun just now, but previously we had mentioned your name is Sean. What I knew you in college as Deshaun with, with the D-E at the beginning of it. Uh, where did that change? Well, the, it technically changed my freshman year in high school. Oh, I just wasn't paying attention in college. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, when I think back to college, the reason why a lot of people call me Deshaun is because of, you know, like the fraternity life, for example, we, you know, we had to learn each other's names and the full names for that. And so I just went hmm. by Deshaun because that's what you guys learned. But I never preferred to go that way. Oh, so like you only you only brought that up because it was your technical full name and like in an interview, people like, so what's your full name? And you'd probably be like, well, technically it's Deshaun and be like, oh, Deshaun. And they just yeah, like, Deshaun, with it. yeah, hmm. exactly, exactly. The path of least resistance, just go by the full <laughs> name and d- stop caring. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it changed so long ago, but, you know, a lot of people still hung on, uh, um, hung on to that name. And, you know, I think there's other instances that I can't recall off the top of my head right now, but that like people would just hear it through the grapevine because someone else was referring to that name and then they would once again hold on to it. And it's like, OK, that's not the name that I go by at all. <laughs> well, so when- I, I still I'll try my best to call you Sean and not Deshaun. I, I In my mind, it's still indoctrinated as, as, a, as the D.E. Did no, you just text us your email address? What's your email address that you just texted us? It's D-E. It starts with D-E. <laughs> so that's another thing. I mean, the visual part of all of this, it was like my Facebook name was Deshaun, I think, at one point. You know, my LinkedIn is Deshaun, and my email is Deshaun. So everything really had Deshaun stamped on it. But, you know, since then, I've tried to remove the D part, you know, part of my history. Greg's been trying to remove the D for a long time, man. Fucking <laughs> you fucking slam dunk. Well done. Well, jingle my bells. Hey, there it is. For those of you who are unfamiliar, we have a running thing that happens every single episode. That's the very first time that's happened. Uh, someone said Jingle My Bells on the, on the podcast. It happens in every single episode, starting now. <laughs> I'm glad I could be a part of that history. So Yeah, this is good. This is good. Uh, if you were to have an OnlyFans page, would it be Deshaun or Sean or Sean with the D? You know, I'm thinking it would be Chocolate Thunder, but if I can't oh, have that name, <laughs> if I can't have that name, it would probably just be, uh, it would be Deshaun with hopes okay. that nobody would find me. I don't know. That's, that's a horrible logic, but. I hate to keep bringing this. <laughs> no one will find you if, they, if you use their real name. Use no their real name because you. no one would expect it. I uh, think Greg, always... Is it racist if we name this episode Chocolate Thunder? It's like. Is that the only the only episode where we have a person who's not white and we have a, the word chocolate in the title? Is that racist or is that not racist? You know what? Don't even ask me. Don't even ask me because uh, Ja just mentioned a moment ago that I can't, you know, it's I true. can't it's have true. a part in this titling. So. It is true. That is rule number one on Don't Shoot the Gingers um, that uh, or any guest uh, cannot name the, the episode. It happens organically. Uh, but Greg, I have an idea for a name of the episode. Have you thought about Chocolate Thunder? Um, do you think that's gonna work? Yeah, I like that actually. Chocolate <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. <laughs> it's so original. Can I ask you a question, Sean? Like an actual question? Go for it. What uh, have what have been happening so far? Have we not been asking actual questions? We've been like, politically hard hitting. You've been going. We've been going. Wait. It's like oh, I'm going dead serious. Like oh, what do you think about this guy who got choked to death last summer? And then it's like the other side of like what's you know what's your OnlyFans thing. We are a very serious and silly podcast at the same time, but I'm curious, like actually curious about you, uh, like being a, being a black man in a mostly white Southern fraternity, because that's where we met, you know, actually mm-hmm. we didn't start hanging out until after I graduated, I think, but um, yeah, I am curious I about that experience. Like what kind of, uh, I don't know, were there any funny instances of people being like, oh, this is my black friend or like that, that kind of thing? Like token friend kind I, of thing not really not that i can recall i mean i just re- remember walking through the front door <laughs> on midnight and was like oh my gosh where am i because there's like white people everywhere now at that time i had a lot of white friends so it really didn't phase me at all um it never really faced me even through the journey of pleasure but i will say you know i think if anything 
the fraternity was really excited to have the largest pledge class of black members. So if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure we were called the zebra pledge class. Oh, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> the zebra pledge class. And, you know, uh, there was no malice. So I say that for the record. And you guys calling us that just because it was a very large pledge class of black people. Um, you had Chris Irving, you had Morgan Stanley, you had me. Um, oh gosh, and I believe we maybe had one other one, but it, we were still, you know, called the Zebra Flesh class. So it wasn't. It wasn't said one other one. <laughs> maybe one other one, but I can't recall. And maybe there wasn't. You know, there weren't any other ones. But you know, I don't, I don't think it was. You know, that hard going through. It was just. It was different for sure because I never thought that I would actually even go through a fraternity, let alone a white fraternity. So yeah. what made you choose Kappa Sigma instead of at Winthrop? There were actual, like, there were fraternities that were predominantly African-American. What made you choose Kappa Sigma, which was not that? Yeah, I think Wes Rogers. I think that he played a big role in that between him and Johnny Hartnett. You know, I modeled with Johnny Hartnett. So I already knew Johnny before even coming to Winthrop. What? Um, hold on, yeah, hold on. Because What's that? You modeled with him? Yeah, we, we worked together at Abercrombie. You being a model doesn't surprise me as much as Johnny Hartnett being a model. <laughs> Listen, Johnny had style back then. I mean, he, I'm sure he still, you know, have it now. But, you know, he, back then, he, <laughs> he was serving it. Uh, and this, was, this would have been in 2010-ish, I think. That's when I met him, 2009, 2010. You know, because he wow. lived in, he's from Greenville, and I'm from Greenville. So we worked in the same in the same place. So we had really hit it off, but I didn't know he was actually a part of a fraternity. And so when I came to Winthrop and I saw him, I was like, "Dude, I know you. We worked together. Like we modeled it, all that stuff." And so, really great guy. Me? Of course, yeah, he remembered oh, okay. me. We worked together almost every day. <laughs> but it would be very Johnny to just not remember you. Like you guys had <laughs> hung out with your shirts off and had pictures taken, and he just <laughs> wouldn't remember you. It would be very much like him. <laughs> Do do me a favor. You look familiar, but could you strip real quick? I just think, yeah, yeah, I remember you. I remember you. I mean, it went something like that. But, yeah, so Johnny, you had um, – and then you had Wes Rogers. And, you know, Wes Rogers, like, was – you know, he was so kind to me when I first came to Winthrop. And we really hit it off as friends. And, um, and, and from there, it's all just history, honestly. Well, I hate to break it to you. Uh, Wes Rogers was actually paid by the diversity program training of Kappa Sigma – to, to try to infiltrate the, the uh, fraternity a little bit. So um, it's a, it seems to be a sham. Well, I'm Sorry, actually surprised because I would have figured Johnny Hartnett would have been that person. He, I mean, he what, he was in charge of Swagger, I think, or something like that at DC. You know, oh, the, he was. Uh, Swagger Jack. Swagger Jack. Yeah. Oh, shit. He that's did right. that. You know, he was all over the black culture. I think all of his friends were part of MPHC. You know, Dude, he, he, he was the one. I genuinely forgot about Swagger Jacked, and Same. I, at one point, because Johnny and I looked similar enough uh, on campus. Very similar. Not similar point, enough. You guys looked very much alike. <laughs> well, at, at one point, we were both Asher Roth for Swagger Jacked. Swagger Jacked is this, like, uh, you dress up and you pretend to be a, I don't know, like a famous singer uh, celebrity, and you do, like, a set. And for mm -hmm. Asher Roth, we did I Love College. And we had a two stage situation. So the, the uh, auditorium was filled with people and the front stage just had a door on it. And then the backstage behind you, like in the upper deck, everyone had to turn around because the music came on and the spotlight was up. And I was up there rapping the first verse of I Love College. And then I went to this door that we had set and I went in and I closed the door as the door on stage on the front stage was opening and Johnny popped out wow. as Asher Roth. And since we looked identical, I suppose, everyone was like, did that happen? <laughs> Dude, I never knew about that. I know y'all yeah, did that. It's uh, one of my biggest accomplishments in life. I've done a lot of things. I've, no one's ever been Asher Roth like me. So, Did not know oh that God. either. Asher Roth was the definition of a one-hit wonder. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't think I've heard any of this music since. I don't think you want to. It's probably not good. <laughs> probably not. John probably and Johnny buried him. Yeah. We we actually got more views on our YouTube video than Asheroth ever gotten on his. So Ooh, that that sad. video still exists somewhere. That I love college of us. So we should it'll get a lot of views soon. We should uh, upload that to your channel. I would love to see that video. Actually, yeah, Greg, can you do that? <laughs> yeah, I would if if we have the video, I'd upload it. It's on. It's on. I can find it one day for you. I'll send it over to you. Oh shit! Okay, I'll really do it. Yeah.
Yeah, I think that would be dope. I would love to see that. Dude, swagger oh, look jacket. at those that glasses, man. Those are cool glasses. How do you get a pair of glasses like that and actually pull them off? Uh, just not be able to see. I'm just kidding. That's a simple answer. But no, uh, I don't know. I mean, I went through, I asked a lot of questions to the eye, eye doctor. It's like, okay, does look good, bad? I'm trying them on. I was like trying them on in different outfits, different settings to make sure. Because Wait, you were asking the eye doctor if they look good? You weren't trusting a mirror for that? <laughs> no, I because, you know, we're our worst critic, right? And so being able to look in the mirror, I just needed someone else's uh, insight, especially because clear frames aren't something that you see many black people wearing. Oh, interesting. Why? So I, I don't know why, uh, but I it just it's just not something you see many black people wearing. So... When I got these glasses, I'm like, okay, I've only really seen white people wear it, at least here in D.C. And I'm like, I need to know if this works for my skin color, my skin tone. Um, and so I was just the optometrist to white or was he black? She was black. So that's why I needed her approval, essentially, gotcha. her stamp of approval to sense. get through it. Yeah. So I, I think for general contrast, it actually looks really good. I think if I were to wear it, it would blend in and I would just look like some sort of pale ghost situation. But uh, you'd be surprised, you, though. A lot of white people really pull it off. I really like the look, which is why I wanted to essentially simulate that same look. Oh, appropriating white culture again. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here in Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on here? That's You're in the hot seat, bro. Don't don't get mad at me because this is what the world is. I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just you're wearing what looks like to be a Vineyard Vines vest, and you're wearing and you're wearing glasses that have been appropriated. Mm -mm -mm. I know, I know. I'm a part of uh, of that culture. I'm sorry. I think you're you're a part of the problem, Sean. You're a part yeah. of the problem, and it's time for us to admit it. Please do. Yes, just keep going. Keep going. Keep up throwing me. I, I know. Me how. I'm just a part of the problem. Tell me everything that's wrong with me. Well, no. No, I'm, I'm not getting that far, but I do have a picture. I don't know if you're wearing a what's the what's the uh, a Make America Great Again hat? Uh, I don't know. No shit, wearing. you don't have a hat. You don't have that hat. He doesn't have it, but I have a picture of him with some people who are wearing that hat, and he looks all too pleased to have his arm around some Nazi sympathizers in this situation. One of whom was me. Okay, I was getting ready to say I'm pretty sure one of those people in that picture is you. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember when you came to visit me last year, you know, last February, mm -hmm. around this time actually. So this would be a one year mark, I think exactly this time last year. And you know, we talked about how you love this president. You talked about how like, <laughs> man, you wanted to be in that White House with Donald Trump, just cheering him on. To send people across the border to you Fuck know yeah, to dude. lock up lock up us black folk. I mean, I just remember. Us I don't care what color, just lock everyone up. Is all I'm saying. Look, I, I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> John, just imagine, just imagine me and Sean hanging out on the DC metro and him saying this stuff like as loud as he can, like not like ostentatiously loud, but just like conversationally loud and people just kind of looking around. That's my whole visit with him. Him just talking in public about how much I hate black people and how much I love Donald Trump. It was the what, you just want to lock us up? You just want to lock us up because of what we look like? Is that what's happening right now? It, That's exactly it. There's kind of a perfect a perfect poetic ending to it because like the whole time he's telling his friends how I'm a Nazi sympathizer, all this stuff. And like at the very end, like I don't know if you remember this, Sean, but I took the subway with you, like three stops. You got off for work and I kept going to the airport. And we we're just talking and we like took a picture together and there was like some, some lady and she said something like y'all's friendship just warms my heart. And I, you know, it was also kind of condescending because I'm sure it was kind of like one of those like, oh, a, a black person, a white person being friends is so great. And I'm just like, okay, fine. But it was like, after all of this time of him talking about me hating, uh, me hating black people and me loving Donald Trump and all this stuff, it was like a perfect capstone of, uh. <laughs> The exact opposite in public, and I thought it was adorable. And uh, still waiting on this that fucking electrified fence on the border. I know. <laughs> you, you, you were wearing that hat the entire time. That whole during when she said that friendship warms your heart. <laughs> I, I, I wish. <laughs> okay. I would probably be shot be shot dead by my own people if I was caught with someone wearing that. I'm just thinking if this general conversation happened on a closed quarter subway of like Greg wearing a MAGA hat and you yelling about like how he wants to lock us up 
that there was no way the subway doors open. They're like y'all are stuck in there. There's a brawl in there at one point. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I you know my heart hearts. I say that just because it was just really funny, just picking at Greg the whole time. Because it's like the, I feel like in some ways it's almost the complete opposite. You know, he wasn't all on board with Trump, and you know he had definitely had his opinions about some things, but uh, but it was just nice just to pick at him about that, especially in front of other people, just to see what responses we were, you know, that we got from that. It's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite recurring pranks is you publicly talking about uh, how much I like dislike black people and stuff. It's pretty funny. Yeah. It always, it, it invokes a conversation almost every time. People will be like, what? <laughs> like, how does this work out? How are y'all <laughs> And then, yeah, people would almost take it so seriously. It was, it was actually surprising in some ways. We get a lot of eyeballs. That's for sure. Yeah, we we didn't care though. We we were doing everything under the sun. Yeah, man. John, what what are you looking up? Uh, I'm actually sending you, Greg. I just sent you a link to uh, a little jingle uh, that because of the way that we do things on Don't Shoot the Gingers, we don't actually listen to the jingles in real time <laughs> because because somehow we haven't figured out the audio capability of doing that. Capabilities. Oh, Christ. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what we're gonna do is, Greg. I want to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back from the commercial break, we will dive into part two of Chocolate Thunder, where Deshaun answers key questions that we have to offer. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. This week's episode of Don't Shoot the Gingers is brought to you by our very own Greg Larson's second memoir, Clubbing. A minor league baseball memoir. Clubby is a hilarious and illuminating story about Greg's two summers as a clubhouse attendant in minor league baseball. Just search Greg Larson's Clubby, that's C L U double B I E, to pre order on Amazon today. This episode is also brought to you by Cricket Wireless. Cricket Wireless, the only wireless company that makes you pay by the minute, I think. And you can find them pretty much at the corner of any shitty strip mall. <laughs> There's a 100% chance Cricket Wireless is fulfilling their obligation and paying us. That was a perfect <laughs> ad read. It was spot on. <laughs> I just my, my big question is, who did you submit? Who's going to get that money? Is it going to be me that gets the money? Is it going to be Sean? Like, Sean's in D.C. That's like D- Cricket Wireless capital. Yeah. Uh, I think I should. I'm, I, I'm part of their representation. Yeah. Actually, I'm part of their clientele. I mean, I don't actually use a, uh, a cricket phone, but I mean, I'm not going to go there, actually. There was a lot of cricket phones on the old flo- uh, the old corner of a fucking Florida Ave where you used to live. There was definitely That's- a lot of cricket phones going there. <laughs> actually, was there a cricket store right there? There was something going on there. <laughs> no, there's, there's just a corner store there, and there's that weird-ass fucking Chinese-slash-pizza place downstairs. Mm, yeah, but I don't think I live in Florida Ave, though. Oh, what was it called? Wow. Wow, we don't even know who our friend is anymore. He doesn't even know me. He doesn't know where I live, and he stayed there for a week. It was fucked up, dude. That was a, <laughs> I, it was a really fucked up place for you to live, dude. Like, it well, was... Go ahead. Oh, no. I, Sean, I, I was just going to say, we're learning a lot about you. We're learning that you didn't live on Florida Ave, but you did live near suspicious burner phones. So I want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, what is the last thing you Google searched? Oh, the last thing I Google search, it would probably have to be, can you pay yourself from an LLC? Oh, can, can, oh, wait, John, can you? <laughs> I think oh, I yeah. think you answered this question, and this uh, this is seamless into our next topic. So you answer, can you pay yourself with an uh, LLC? Yes, and the answer is yes. You have to sure. you know, complete proper forms, but yes, you can pay yourself. How much illegal money can you pay yourself? It doesn't say, but it says it has to be a reasonable salary. Salary. Reasonable. And, yeah, I don't know what that even means. It doesn't give you any insight. It so uh, is this a government-run um, form that you're seeing, and all it says is a reasonable, reasonable sum of money. Salary. Yes, a reasonable salary. I think one point two billion is fairly reasonable. I think that's fairly reasonable, but I, yeah, I don't know if that money is against something else. I just I have no idea because you can't. Yeah, there's just a lot of rules, and I don't fully understand it. I just started my own LLC, and I'm just now nice. trying to figure out 
how to maneuver through it without you know going to jail. Well, it sounds like you're getting pretty uh, pretty good at taxing. You're pretty good at, at learning how to kind of maneuver the system. And we have a segment here on Don't Shoot the Gingers. It's world famous, actually, at this point. Um, it's uh, Tax Advice with John and Greg. Hmm. And uh, Greg, if you would uh, play our jingle real quick to lead us in. Click. Oh my God, this is funky. Greg and John, do your taxes. Greg and John, do your taxes. Now I feel excluded. Greg I feel like John, I'm in elementary school all over again. Don't shoot the gingers. <laughs> Greg and John, do your taxes. Just dance. Greg and John, do your taxes. What? Just, we know it's really good funky music, so. Tax. <laughs> taxes. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so welcome. Wow. To, welcome to Tax Advice with John and Greg. Uh, I apologize that jingle was 30 seconds long, but I think we can all agree it was well worth it. It was that well was worth incredible. the journey we all just took. So. Absolutely. Um, Sean, I have a question that's been sent to us um, by a listener. Uh, my client invested in a tax shelter and is worried about the potential tax penalty and interest that they're going to owe after that tax shelter loses their audit. If the client files an amended 1040 and pays back the taxes, would the IRS not charge an underpayment penalty? Wow. You know, That's a question. Uh, would they? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I have no earthly clue. I have no idea. Okay, Deshaun. So, Sean, I apologize. So, they're investing in a tax shelter. And that tax shelter is under audit. It's very clear in this question that it's under audit. Now, they did file an amended 1040, and they paid back the tax. So is there going to be a charge for an underpayment? You're you're the LLC man. You have to I, know the answers. You're right. And I would say no because they have rectified the issue. Okay. All right. That and they sounds get, like it would make sense, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? As long like, as they pay themselves a reasonable salary, apparently it's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, it, that that clause in itself can mean so many things as we already indicated. So, I mean, if you're going to hold that against, if you're being audited and you say, "I was paying myself reasonable salary," they can't get mad. They should yeah. they should actually document a number if they if they really care that much. I think the telling thing in this question is the fact that they're investing in a tax shelter and they're saying when they lose the audit, like they're already well aware that this tax shelter is not going to be audited very correctly. Like, this is going to be a bad situation. So am I going to keep my monies? Yeah, that's, that's uh, an unfortunate situation. That's sad that they already projected that they're uh, the outcome of that, of that case. Well, they're not as good of an LLC owner as you. Yeah, I mean, not everyone can be like me, the star. Yeah. Sean, when Chocolate you have thunder. when you start having more of those questions about like paying, taking owner draws with an LLC, uh, hit me up. Like I've been doing that for years legally. Oh, have you really? Yeah. Are you kidding? I can't tell. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like I, I have owned a business for a few years, and I'm the owner, and I have to pay myself. So like I, all that stuff I've been doing for a while. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely have to hit you up because, I mean, I have questions. I just I just don't know much about it. Uh, John, do you have any more tax questions? Uh, I I can find another more t another tax you, question. but it, Yeah. You know, go on. I want, I want a tax question. Uh, another one? Yeah, so in, want, in the meantime, while I find another tax question, we our listeners send us numbers, just mass amounts of tax questions. So in the meantime, Sean, I want to know the last thing you did for the first time. The last thing I did for, for the first time. And silence is really, really good on podcasts, by the way. People love when they're driving down the highway and, and, and someone stops talking. They love it when no one else responds and it's just dead silence. So you, we're nailing don't listen it. To, don't listen to him with this bullshit. <laughs> if you have to think about it, I know it takes you a while to think of stuff. Just think of it. Okay. Let me but think do it faster, it. though. Oh, okay. Well, the last thing I did for the first time is probably, oh, okay. That would probably be, um, uh, what is it called? Oh, gosh. I can't remember the name of it. But basically, when you, uh, I'm trying to collect cigars, I guess you can say, and I got a, a humidor. So I am going through the process of, um, what would you call it? It's not crystallizing, but you're setting it up, right? You're like, uh, 
preparing it so that you can put the cigars in it. So that's a last thing that I did for the first time was preparing it, buying the droplets to go inside of there, dro- uh, buying the humidifier, buying all of that stuff. So that's that's you're big into cigars. I'm not big into cigars, but I'm really big into hosting and having friends over and like smoking cigars on occasion. So that is like I'm I'm get I'm really into whiskey right now. So I'm collecting a lot of whiskey and uh, and cigars complement that. So when I have whiskey tasting with my friends here, I want to be able to smoke a cigar with them. What type of whiskeys do you have? I also am big into whiskeys. I've got some particularly good ones up in my cabinet in my curio. Uh, what uh, what type of whiskeys do you have right now? Oh gosh, I have too many that I can't name, but I, I'm just I'm I'm just on the tasting board right now. But there's, uh, oh goodness, there's 1862. I'm right now. I'm trying to get some um, Eagle Rare. That's a big Ooh, one. Uh, I do that's like very, Eagle Rare. Very hard to get up here. Nice calm, uh, like neutral, but still like it's, it's a nice hefty. It's it's at a relatively good price uh, price point. It's yeah. like the same price point as like. You know, um, like a Woodford, actually probably a little less expensive than a Woodford, um, but it's it's a phenomenal drink. It's one that you can do with or without ice. Just go straight up, and um, I enjoy that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. There's some Jefferson whiskey that that's up here that I have. Um, oh goodness, there's not not Bluffertons, but it's another type of. There's so many that I can't even like go through the list right now in my head because some of them are really really new in the last week. So I can't remember. Have you tried, you mentioned Jefferson's. Have you tried Jefferson's Ocean? I have not. So it is standard Jefferson that they put in, you know, they keep in their barrels. Sorry. They keep in their barrels and they put it out to sea and they do a, uh, they circumvent the globe, uh, the globe. They circumvent the globe <laughs> all over and, and they go and they tell you the story. So I've, I've got a bottle of Jefferson's Ocean upstairs and there's like a little card that comes with it that says, you know, this went, uh, around the Cape Horn of Africa that went up like through the Suez Canal. It went around like through like European waters and went down to Australia mm-hmm. and takes these like wild routes. And then by the end of it, I think the reason why they do it is it gets sloshed around in the barrel a lot. So it soaks up a lot more of the barrel char, mm-hmm. um, but it's a phenomenal drink. It really is really good. Other than, I mean, I think you buy it because of the journey, but it ends up tasting really good. And is that at a high price point? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can probably find it less than a hundred. I think, I think it's standard of probably like 80 or 90 or so. Um, so definitely okay. more on the, on the higher end of something. I don't want to just buy every day by all means. Um, Absolutely. but it's, it's not like the worst price point for a really, really good whiskey. So yeah, that's good to know. I'll definitely have to share it with you what I already have. Um, yeah. just because like I said, I'm definitely still in the tasting phase of all of it. So I'm just buying a lot of random things, um, mm. that people post in our um in this whiskey group that i'm in um another one that i just got is buffalo trace now that comes to me here that's a really good one as well um so i'm just a lot of random random that whole buffalo trace distillery does a lot of really a lot of good niche whiskeys i think pappy comes from buffalo trace and that's like the world famous everyone wants to get their hands on a bottle of pappy and you can't right now i I hear that's very hard to get some pappies yep well pappy's just i've had a couple a couple tastes over the oh. years, and it's always phenomenal, but it's never worth the price point. If you get, if you have to buy it, you know, three hundred dollars a bottle, it's not worth it. Yeah, um, I would agree. But Sean, I do have another tax question for you. Okay, hit me. Uh, with it. I don't think we need to do the full jingle, Greg. Do you think we need to do the full jingle again, or are we still in the segment? We're in it. Okay, uh, Sean. Speaking of Jefferson's Ocean, speaking of boats, uh, we have a client who owns several fishing vessels and also an aquaculture farm that receives CARES Act disbursements through the Atlantic State's Marine Fishery Council. Does anyone have any idea on how this income is treated? Is it similar to the CARES Act? Uh, is it a provider grant, or is it, not, is it considered not taxable income? So a client who owns several fishing vessels and an aquaculture farm that received CARES Act disbursements, they want to know how that income is treated. Well, I mean, I would count that income as uh, not taxable because they, they've they already owned it. And the, they applied for this CARES Act. And, you know, you don't have to pay that back. So I would say it's not taxable. Yeah. Yep. That is the answer. Um, wait. No. The answer is it is taxable. I don't know how to read. It is taxable. Uh, it's essentially a replacement for the income that they lost. So the CARES Act taxing uh 
replacement money, the disbursement, the disbursements are uh, are taxable according to the the rules of tax world. In case you're looking at my phone right now, it is Reddit.com. That is where I'm getting all my all my tax questions. That's very credible, credible yeah. site. So keep it up. Incredible, I believe is what you mean. <laughs> I handed that one to you. Uh, was that uh, Greg? Was that laugh real or was that laugh a pity laugh? Was that like uh, that wasn't a very good joke, John? So I'm just gonna chuckle heartily. Yeah, that was him just making you feel better. Yeah, I assume so. I assume so. Um, Greg, do you yeah. have any questions for old Sean here? Yeah, do you have a joke? Do I have a joke? I do have a joke. Is this my punchline joke? You do tell any joke you want. Oh, I love jokes without punchlines. I love it when yeah. you just lead it up and then walk away. All set up, baby. <laughs> well, what do you call a group of Karens? What? A complaint. Get it? Because they complain all the time. That, okay, that's a <laughs> horrible one. I get it. I, no, no. One, it was phenomenal because of the get it? <laughs> get it. <laughs> Anytime a joke ends with get it because, <laughs> jokes are always better when you describe the, the reason why they're funny. <laughs> I, I, should, I should try that when I do my next stand-up. Are you doing stand-up? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> oh, I'd say because I mean, uh, G. Lar over here, the the original host of Don't Shoot the Gingers. He is a stand-up comedian by trade. And and uh, Greg, I want to know some jokes you've been working on. I have one. Um, I like watching westerns, but oof, am I getting sick of eating so much spaghetti? Oh, spaghetti westerns. Uh, do you get it? <laughs> Is that the last uh, that's the only one you have? That's the only one I have. I can recycle some old ones. Maybe I can find an old one in here. Give me a second. What's wrong what about you in the meantime? These I'm, are my cards of jokes. I'm trying to uh, find my joke right now. I uh, I do a really terrible job of I like I'll save a joke. I'll, I'll you know typically I, I write maybe half of them and half of them I just find elsewhere. But I'll save it and then I but I have too many uh, accounts on my keep folder. So I have like every email address I've ever had saved it. So I don't even know where I saved them to. Uh, so now I'm just in a matter of scrolling. And uh, like I said, this is where people love. They love listening to us looking up jokes. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, John, are you an uh, Android user? I am an Android user. I don't, believe, I don't believe that Apple uh, is here to stay. I think Apple is a fad. And uh, it. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, by 2022, it'll be... Yeah, that's a that's a very short uh, short lifespan that you have. Uh, Sean, what's the leading cause nationwide of dry skin? I don't know. What is it? Ta towels. That's cute. That's just adorable. <laughs> that's a good one. That, that's <laughs> the most adorable one. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you don't even have to ask if you get it because it's super obvious. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's pretty straight to the meat of bones of it. I get it. Oh. Greg, how's my armpit hair looking? Uh, it looks pretty good, actually. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I this is pretty non-existent. Whoa! I, Rude. Sorry. I have I have small nipples and large amounts of armpit hair, and that is what I'm famous for. Sean, you've awoken the beast. Don't get us started on nipples and stuff. Like it's it's a problem. It's a big problem. <laughs> is it really a problem? Yes. Don't start. I'm no, we're in it. We're in it, Sean. Once I was minding my own business poolside, and a, a, a female approached me. I was probably I don't know, fourteen, fifteen or so, a freshman year of high school. She approached me and she said, "Sorry, I don't mean to uh, bother you. I don't mean to be abrupt, but you have the hairiest armpits and the smallest nipples I've ever seen." And then she walked away, <laughs> as if those two things are correlated. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Did you? What we established is she thought she correlates uh, both nipple size and armpit hair with you know being manly. a manly man or something yeah. like that. So it's like ah, you're almost there, but you don't got all of it. Um, and, <laughs> so and I was 15, I could have been going through puberty still. So hey, just let my nipples get bigger. They will be soon. I promise. <laughs> Why did you track her down? Why do you be like uh, that's not appropriate? I'm not okay with that because I am a man. 
I was 15, so a girl was talking to me. So I was I was totally okay with it. Yeah. There you That's, go. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Sean, I have a question. What's the hardest somebody's ever wanted you to squeeze or bite their nipples? Oh, the hardest. Usually the roles are reversed. I'm usually um, begging and pleading for them to bite me harder until skin is breaking and I'm bleeding oh, everywhere. Shit. I'm just no. kidding, not that hard. Not really that hard. But, you know, a little nibble here and there. I have never had anyone ask for me to bite their nipple hard. Oh. Or even harder for that matter. Yeah, I've never had that encounter. If anything, well, I, I'm, I'm asking for it. Okay, well, I think we're learning a lot there, right there. What uh, what's your what's your preference of biting? Is it like uh, like the amount of bite that has to go through a, a slice of cheese? Uh, the amount of bite that goes through a carrot? What is Ooh. the pressure point of the bite that you are like? That's the one. I mean, because oh, if it's I, a carrot, that's a problem. You're gonna you're gonna lose yeah. a nipple. Oh yeah, yeah, not not a carrot. <laughs> I don't okay. want to hear any crunching noise or anything. Okay. But I think <laughs> you know, I think uh uh. Decent slice of cheese. That's a good one, right? Like, like a soft, just enough like to like leave a cheese. little imprint of your teeth, sure. you know. But yeah. not not enough to like actually feel the you know feel like severe pain. Oh man, I want to make a charcuterie board later tonight and think of you. Please do and send a picture. Oof, you know I will. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna tweet out a picture of uh, teeth marks in cheese and tag Sean in it. Please and do. uh that'll that, will that be my only post ever on instagram greg or i should keep that to twitter i should keep that to twitter keep it to save twitter. the instagram for a later day yeah post it to twitter tag and not safe for work you know let the people know what we're about we're about eating biting some cheese well where where can people find you on twitter sean yeah people can find me on twitter uh my handle is clement sean clement underscore sean that's C-L-E-M-E-N-T underscore Sean, S-H-A-W-N, and not S-E-A-N, not the Irish way. S-H-A-U-N, the A- wrong way. The wrong way, actually. Yeah, the very wrong way. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't take away from my my black hood because it's S-H-E. There's not many black people who have who has the name or well, spelling S-H-U-N, S-H-A-U-N. I've never seen that, really. I'm pretty sure that's how Sean was spelled in Boy Meets World. Uh, Corey's neighbor, Sean, I'm pretty sure it was S-H-A-U-N. Yeah, uh, I, that doesn't meet the point that I just made. Though. <laughs> oh, Sean was the coolest character in Boy Meets World. And the coolest character in every other TV show in the 90s was the black person. There just happened to be no black people in Boy Meets World. So Sean, ipso facto, was the black person. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, then sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, that's what you want to say. I have no rebuttal to that whatsoever. <laughs> Just eating some cheese later tonight, man. Please do. Please. I would love uh, that. Greg, do you want to tell the world where they can find you on social meds? Yeah, find me on Instagram at Greg Larson Comedy and also at Clubby Baseball and on Twitter at Clubby Baseball and the Greg Larson. And you can pre order my book. <laughs> what about OnlyFans, Greg? Find me on OnlyFans at Greg Larson Comedy. We're up to 13 fans. And so, uh, how, how is that coming along? Are, are we going? We'll, we'll input the, the jingle music here. Um, how is that coming along at OnlyFans? Are we getting good videos? Are we getting good pics? Oddly enough, once I stopped posting, I got more fans. So I kind of take that as an oh. insult a little bit. But <laughs> I've stopped posting. I've stopped being on freaking uh, stage. I've been promoting this, spending all my time promoting this book. So I haven't had any new videos up. But I'm at 13. Some of these are women. Some of them are women with like their nipples out and stuff. Mm. Uh, but I, find my – yeah. No, I was just going to say I, I don't mean to cut you off here – I know we're in the outro segment, but I do want to bring up something real quick. You you mentioned that just now you've been supporting your book. You've been doing a lot of the tours with your book. You've yeah. been on some pretty key interviews. Uh, can people still listen to those interviews? Because they were pretty awesome. The one I heard so far was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I think you've the, done two, maybe three so far. I've done about 10 this week. So like they're going to oh, be shit. coming out. Like <laughs> that was the only live one I did, though. But, okay. Um, Wow. I have another one in like a couple hours. I'm pretty exhausted from it. I'll be Are you going to be wearing what you're wearing right now for that? If there's no video for sure, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm going to be doing a ton of interviews f- for a while. But like, um, yeah, I was on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio last week. And you can still find that video on my Twitter 
It's on my Clubby YouTube channel. It's Clubby Baseball. It's up there. And you can find all kinds of other new content. Uh, you can join my mailing list and you can pre-order the book on my website, clubbybook.com. That's C-L-U-B-B-I-E-B-O-O-K.com. Actually, we can't use that. They'll sue us. So for sure. <laughs> but we will John, absolutely use yours. Absolutely. And John, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Ginger Don't Shoot. They can find me specifically on Twitter at Pumaravive. That's P-U-M-A-R-A-V-I-V-E-D. You can also find me on Instagram at Pumaravive as well. I will not post a thing. So Sean, the cheese pick is going to be Twitter only. I refuse to post on Instagram until I get 540,000 followers. Yep. Uh, once I get there, which at this, I mean, we're on a pretty pretty rapid rise so far, so we should be there probably in a couple months or so. Um, but I do want to, uh, I do want to mention some some tweets that I uh, that I've been vibing on recently. Please. Um, uh, I think I, I think I must have mentioned this before, but I think it's worth bringing it up again because of the minimum wage hike that we've been talking about. If we set the minimum wage to zero, Crunchwrap Supremes will be free. The what? The Crunch Apps? Crunch Wrap Supreme. <laughs> oh, crunch. Wow. Man. Okay, that one didn't work. Crunch All right, apps. we're just going to keep scrolling. We're just going to keep scrolling. <laughs> but I get uh, it. There was another one that I really enjoyed that I wanted to bring, that I wanted to uh, share to the world. Uh, and it was. Fuck. Sorry, guys. This is where we, this is where we take this part out. I don't, you think I edit the videos? <laughs> All right, well, I'm not going to edit it out. Sean, I just need you. All right, we're just going to cut back into the previous joke I did. I just need you to laugh so we can cut that laugh into it. Just ha, 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 ha. That seems fake. That doesn't seem that's real. Per- no, that's perfect. That was honestly perfect. That's the best laugh I'm going to have all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The white guy telling the black guy, dance, dance for me. Dance for me, monkey. Dance for me. Cal- that's exactly what that was. Porch monkey, that's what he's saying. Sean, I'm wasn't kidding. that exactly what just happened right there? That's precisely. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be tra- uh, traumatized after leaving this podcast. I'm like, I thought I was going in this to have some, like, some good fellowship, but, you know, it just became a mockery. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we did We did talk about good things in the first five minutes, and I think we need to applaud ourselves for that. But for the most part, Don't Shoot the Gingers is what it is. And uh, <laughs> stop applauding. <laughs> we can't. We can't change who we are. Uh, Sean, it was a joy having you today, man. It truly was. I, I appreciate you coming on. No, I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Uh, this is very exciting. Very good to see both of your faces. Will you want to come back? I would come back, yes. And I'll be right. more prepared on what's to come. So that's yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Greg, do you want to sign us off today? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for watching this episode of Don't Shoot the Gingers. Uh, I'm your I'm Ted Balloon. And I'm watching Orioles baseball, and you're listening to Don't Shoot the Gingers. Oh. Love you. See yeah. ya.